Blog Talk Radio. and around the world, streaming live on the internet, it's Real Estate Coaching Radio, bringing you the latest news, interviews, and secrets of the top producers. Hosted by award-winning real estate coaches, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are, of course, your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. So, Julie, welcome back to the radio show. Thank you very much. And Guys, we're really looking forward to today's show because we are talking about a topic that, frankly, all of you need to be keenly aware of, and that is the power of your center of influence and past client list. So this is something we're going to get into a great bit of details. We have a lot to talk about, a lot of different ideas to share with you. But really the primary focus here is opening your mind to the different ways, the new ways to think about what really is an evergreen topic in real estate. See, centers of influence and past clients are always and will always be a dominant source of business for any agent. And frankly, the way a lot of you are going after that business has not changed in years and needs to change. And we're going to talk with you a lot about that on today's radio show. And we're going to talk to you about what the expectations are of today's consumer when it comes to ongoing communication with you. Because it's changed dramatically. A lot of you are still stuck in the paradigm that your center of influence and past client system is essentially dropping off, you know, forget-me-not seeds and pumpkins in October and sort of doing all these little trinket-type giveaways. And, you know, Julie and I have had a lot of free coaching calls with a lot of you who are involved in other coaching programs who, you know, you tell us you're involved in the Center of Influence Past Client-focused coaching program, and as a joke, we ask you to tell, you, to tell us, describe your office, and Julie, you've had a lot of those conversations with agents with the goat pads, right? Is that what you call yeah, it? Yeah, goat pads through tchotchkes, basically. Boxes, boxes <laughs> of stuff, which has been ordered but hasn't gone out. And then the next conversation is how much they owe on their credit card because of that. And here it sits, you know. So it's not that all of that's necessarily bad. It's just why are you collecting it? What are you doing with it? What scripts should you be using? You know, it, it shouldn't be just the collection of tchotchkes, because after all, those boxes are going to fall in and kill you in your office anyway. <laughs> that's right. So that's our little joke, right? Because that is what yeah. happens. I mean, a lot of these other, uh, a lot of you guys are sold into the belief that if you basically become the tchotchke give, oh, you know what? We're assuming they know what tchotchke means. Tchotchke is basically some little trinket, something that you drop off, Stop. something that you mail, something yep. that somehow when they get from you, they're going to say, oh, I need to call Betty because she just gave me a Freebies. pumpkin. Yeah, freebie, right, and I need to do a business with cozy. her. Another good it's example. It's gimmicky, guys. You know it. And that's the reason a lot of that crap is sitting in your office and you haven't given it out because you're embarrassed to give it out. That We know that's happening. We hear it from you on your free coaching calls. And you know what? If we're being honest, you have a right to question whether that dogma is still valid in this new type of economy when people are getting their information from so many different sources. Now, listen, before we talk about that, we also always are going to remind you, request your free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. So, Julie, you've had a lot of coaching calls today. I've had a lot of coaching calls today. I've had, I have to be honest, a hell of a lot of fun with my free coaching calls and my normal coaching clients today. Love doing the calls. I don't want to you know, talk any longer about some of the calls I've had, but describe to the listeners maybe some calls or some points of calls or some things that you have experienced today with your coaching clients 
that will benefit our thousands of listeners? Sure. Well, you know, we've been working really hard with all of our clients to polish. At least that's been kind of my theme for first quarter is polishing all of the things it takes to be a very strong listing agent. We've talked a lot about the power of being a listing agent versus buying buyer leads versus being dependent on your buyers because, after all, there's only so many buyers you can even work with. Even if every single one of them is the most highly motivated, highly qualified, great price range, super actively looking buyer, you will eventually run out of time. On listings, you will not, at least not for a long time. So we are dissecting for every one of my calls. I'm getting into their pre-listing pack. First of all, do they have one? Secondly, what's it look like? You know, really polishing it, making sure they're using our proven just killer pre-listing pack that makes them very, uh, very competitive. And then after we do that, we get into the listing presentation, the scripts, you know, all of the pre-qualifying scripts, objection handling. And I'll tell you, Tim, the most exciting thing from a coaching perspective is watching the transformation from someone who has been living just on buyers, or at least for the most part, maybe they lucked into a past client listing, but they've been living on the buyer roundy round where it's, you know, let's go show some properties and pray to the real estate gods we don't get outbid. And watching that transformation into a really powerful listing agent where they go from fearing the listing appointment and really, if we're being honest, not going after it, and they transform into wanting more and knowing when they walk to that front door, that's their listing. That's such a huge transformation. It really is like, you know, I tease some of them that they're going from real estate embryos into, you know, a, a realtor that can not only walk but run, you know, and, and just really kill it in any neighborhood in any price range. That's fun for me, and it takes a lot of tweaking along the way. When they get it, boy, do they get it. It's fantastic. So, so a theme that I've been seeing on my free coaching calls, Julie, and I know you've been mm-hmm. having these too because we talk about it, is yep. a lot of agents who are confused as hell about what they're supposed to be doing in their businesses. They, oh, yeah. That's like if I, if I could kind of – for those of you who are listening now, if you're feeling confused, you're not alone, I would say 99% normal. of everyone that comes – yeah, it's normal. Because you guys are getting inundated with buying lead services, which you guys know we kind of rally against. You're getting inundated with messages about you know different websites that are supposed to solve all your problems. A lot of you are getting just absolutely buried in this whole I have to build my team thing. You know, you guys are you're being told information that on the surface it makes perfect sense. You have to delegate. You have to build your staff. How else can you do more of this and more of that and more of the other? And it's confusing you because it is conflicting in many times information. I've had three or four calls today like that where people are feeling overwhelmed because, you know, they're being told to build a team, but they don't really want to build a team, but they're told that in order for them to be successful, they have to build a team and then they're also being told that the only way to generate business is by cold calling, and but they know that a lot of the cold calling they're being told to do is illegal because of the do not call list, and then all this information going back and forth. So there's a lot of confusion that's happening in the marketplace, and there's you know there's the other guy who's been in business forever that's kind of kind of coaching realtors to run bait and switch ads. If we're being honest, that's what they are, bait yeah. and switch ads, things that are you know direct response. It might make so your phone all, ring, but with well, what? Exactly. So here's the thought for all of you, especially those of you who are confused. Request your free coaching call at freecoachingcalls.com. And I promise you, like a good massage, we will release the tension in your shoulders and you will end the call having clarity and being relaxed for the first time. I just, Julie, right, and not this call, but the call before that, I had a, um, a free coaching call with a really nice guy 
Minnesota. I won't mention your name in case you're listening. And he was comparing us against two or three other. He was literally in, looking to hire a coach. And he was comparing us against the, you know, got to build your team and delegate. He was comparing us against the guy who was telling people to do a lot of, you know, pros, over-the-phone prospecting, which may or, some of it may or may not be, you know, legal. Then he was also, you know, kind of confused about which direction to go. And so here's what I basically asked him. How many listings, what's the most number of listings you've ever had at once? And he had this time of year last year, listen to this, Julie, this guy had almost 20 listings active, right? Nice. Now, he has almost no listings active. And I asked him, what happened in the past 12 months that you got out of the habit and you broke the pattern of listing properties, right? You know, basically stopped going to the listings gym and taking listings. He started to focus on, guess what, buyers, building his team, Buying buyer leads from the different buyer leads companies, yeah. adding a buyer's agent, and so to his revenue his of course happy. dropped. Right. So I said to him, "This yeah. is this is the moment of clarity that I hopefully uh, left him with. If you were to have in his marketplace, say 25 or 30 listings at all times, because his goal he's got he's got a big family, he had some big financial obligations." You know, to, for him to feel comfortable and having some breathing room in his family, because he has a big family, he had six kids, he has mm-hmm. to realistically make about thirty-five, thirty thousand dollars a month. So yeah. for him to have that sort of clarity without working all the time, without feeling stressed, without feeling confused, the question was, you know, can you imagine having twenty-five or thirty listings at all times? And his answer was yes, because this time last year he had twenty. So huh. in your marketplace, if you say, for example, have thirty listings at all times. Given your average sale price, how many do you think would sell on average per month? And he said, and I figured out, it was probably about five. All right, excellent. Five is great. So in your marketplace, if you had five listings sell per month, on average to you, after paying your broker or whatnot, how much commission would you make? He said about $6,000. That's about how the math worked out. Perfect. $6,000 times five is $30,000, which is $360,000 a year, which is the amount of money that he needs to make. And then the phone went quiet. <laughs> and I had to check my phone to make sure I didn't hang up on him accidentally. Because in that moment, he realized what mattered most was taking, essentially building his inventory up to 30 listings and keeping it at 30 listings. So if five sold, his mission that month was not to build his team or add buyer agents or do direct response marketing or do any of this other kind of crazy stuff that wastes time. His total focus was on replacing the listings that sold so he can always have an inventory of 30 listings. He does that, his world changes. He has consistent income. He has consistent, uh, you know, basically a consistent life, consistent working hours. He can spend more time with his six kids. Mm -hmm. Guys, come on, cut through the bullshit. I mean, let's just call it what it is. This makes sense. What I just said, how I just laid it out, you can't argue with it. It just makes sense. Now, maybe you can't wrap your mind around having that many listings, and maybe in your marketplace, because your average sale price, you only need five or six listings at all times. That's fine. Let's figure out how to do that. And it doesn't, be, it doesn't have to be through illegal cold calling. It doesn't have to be through deceptive direct response marketing. It can be through different ideas that are designed around your particular way of doing business, around your particular strengths. That's what coaching is all about. So request a free coaching call at freecoachingcalls.com. All right, so we're not going to take a commercial break today because my little rant there. <laughs> so, Julie, let's get into the um, Center of Influence and Past Clients content. You know what I want to do first? Well, let's just – you sure. wrote down five points I saw in your notes. Mm-hmm. So let's just jump right into this. Julie, so a lot of people, obviously, 
agents have heard and everyone tells them and they read their reports, they know the statistics, that basically, you know, centers of influence and past clients are a critical part of your business. So being mindful of the time, go mm-hmm. to your first point. All right, perfect. So first thing is let's get real clear on your past client center of influence list. Do you have one? And I'm not talking about the list in your head or on various pieces and scraps of paper or in your phone, okay? You've got to have an organized, clean database of past clients, centers of influence, and adopted past clients. This means name, address, phone number, and email address, period. Don't have that. That's where we start on this particular spoke. Okay. Simple enough. Yeah, and you'd be surprised how many people don't really have their past client list together. It's, it's probably the number one thing when I ask, you know, what do you feel your weakness is? Well, I, I don't really have a list. It's like, you know, it's like the secret, you know. So now's the time because when you talk to them regularly, not if, but when you speak with them regularly, we can talk about what that means and how to do it, you should have a minimum of a 10% return. In other words, 100 people on your list, you talk to them regularly, you have a systematized, automated list and uh, outreach and communication as much as possible, you should get a 10% return. 10 out of 100 people yearly will do business with you. So some of you have lists of three or 400. If you are not getting that return, you are not working your list correctly. Well, so let's dig down into that. They don't have a list or they have a list that's kind of sketchy and they want to actually create a list. Every single day, just breaking this down to easy to understand steps, every single day make a goal of adding three or five new people to your list. And your list, you can keep your list. It doesn't, don't overanalyze this. You don't need to be you know, joining top producer or having any complicated system. You literally, when you're getting this thing started, could just keep your list on a piece of paper. It doesn't really matter. You could yep. keep your list some, on Outlook. You could keep your list anywhere, on a spreadsheet, well, whatever you're comfortable with. Some of them aren't doing it because they think they have to have some kind of complicated CRM or they've hated Top Producer for years or whatever. It can or be four, free. Four, two, one, it can six, be, or, yeah. yeah, or some ridiculously overly complicated yeah. direct Ugh. mail, Mickey Mouse. No, you don't need any of that crap. No, just you don't need use to be Outlook for money. free. Yeah, exactly. Outlook, or you can use a zillion different programs. On uh, Google has lots of free stuff. Um, anyway, the point is, is so every single day, excuse, basically. It, yeah. exactly, every single day. So let's say your goal is realistically to have, um, you can't imagine probably having more than 100, but almost all of you realistically can have something like 300 people on your list. Why? Because most of you listening to this call are right around 50 years old, and that means that you've lived for 50 years. And most of you on this call are going to have lots and lots of current and past neighbors Lots and lots of people that you've done business with, your dry cleaner, your candlestick maker, your cobbler, <laughs> your, your, you know, everything, your roofer, the guy who services your car, in addition to your past clients from real estate transactions, in addition to your, your current neighbors, your current friends, your current family members. You want to write all of those people down. Anybody who knows you, in other words, if you were to pick up the phone today, they'd say, hey, hey, Julie, how's it going? Or people that might say like, oh, I, yeah, I remember you. You come in Starbucks every day. Sure, yeah, Julie, how's it going? So those types of relationships, all those people go on your list. Have a big lofty goal for the number of people you're going to have in your list that matters. Start with the people that you know will know you, your centers of influence, past clients, your friends, and your family, and then expand from there 
Uh, and again, coaching clients, we've got a great list that you can just kind of memory joggers. I think there's like 150 or 200 different ideas of people you might, you know, your landscaper, your everybody, your mailman. I mean, depending on where you live, your mailman might be really friendly. So all those people need to go into your list. Every single day, have a goal of setting aside uh, an hour a day, a half hour a day, schedule it. 9 till 10, 11 to 1 till 2, scheduled every single day that during this time you will add three to five people you choose to your list. You're going to add their name, their number, their email. You can get that information from your phone. You can get that information from closed deal files. You can get that information from the Internet. doesn't matter. The goal is every single day to add those people to your list, and every single person that you add to your list, we want you to um, call and we're going to give you a script for that. Hopefully on this radio show. If not, request uh, a coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Freecoachingcallsforagents.com. The calls that we're going to ask you to make are going to be calls that people are going to welcome. It's, you're not going to say this is a business call because really it's not going to be a business call. It's a reconnection call. So Julie, what's the next point you wrote down? All right, perfect. So we we kind of talked about it. The next point is to polish your list. What does that mean? It's adding people to your list. It's making sure you have accurate information and that this is something you take seriously. This is a major spoke in your business. We're trying to get a 10% minimum return. And agents that have polished great quality lists with accurate information, oftentimes, you know, people we're coaching, they get 20 to 30% return, and it's a huge spoke. I know that, you know, the Kenmore's up in Washington State. They'll do 200 deals this year. Probably 40% of that is past client center of influence. Why? Because it's organized and they work the list. So point number two is make sure it's polished and clean and accurate. Point number three is to have an automated, systematized method of communication. We like a company called happygrasshopper.com because it's inexpensive and very effective. Um, and it's automated. Okay, So we know realistically, even though as coaches we will prescribe to you each and every week the number of contacts you need to be making to your past client center of influence list, we also, because we have sold real estate at a very high level and do know what it's like to be busy and walking in your shoes, we know that there's weeks where you are up to your eyeballs in appointments and closings and inspections and all kinds of stuff. So realistically, are you going to do it every day? Probably not. So set something up that is automated and systematized in the background that is prospecting your past clients in a nice way automatically whether you feel like doing it today or not. Make sense, Tim? Yeah, it does. So let's talk for a second what we're not asking you to do. We're not asking you to drop off pumpkin pies. We're not asking you to start an expensive, complicated, and annoying mail campaign. We're not asking you to do anything, by the way, that's going to require any money. Because here's the problem, and this is the problem with a lot of you guys who believe, and this gets back to the old-fashioned thinking about centers of influence and past clients, who believe that centers of influence and past clients is a good enough standalone business opportunity. It's not. Did you listen to what Julie said? Think about it. If you have 100 people on your list, statistically we know, you know, that 10 of those people will be involved in some kind of real estate transaction per year. That's it. Now, if you had 100 people on your list, that means 10 of those people will buy or sell real estate or you know, point you in the direction of somebody that will. What makes you think there's not 10 other realtors that don't have those you know, various people on their list as well? In other words, your centers of influence and past clients list are probably on other agents' lists as well. I had a free coaching call a couple of weeks ago 
with somebody who was involved in a coaching program where they are taught to drop off tchotchkes and all the rest of that sort of thing, the gimmicky crap. <clears throat> so true story. She's dropping off her whatever it was for that particular month, and sure enough, seller's home. She's thinking that she's going to receive a warm reception because this little tchotchke is very cute. Knocked on the door, gave the tchotchke, and sitting right next to the front door on the place where when the seller walks in, they drop their keys, was the identical tchotchke that what? was just delivered <laughs> by That's another awful. realtor who oh, used to be her Lord. neighbor. So basically, wow. Right? So the yeah. idea that you're going to somehow tchotchke these people to loyalty is insane. We're going to guilt them so, into it. That's what we'll do. So not exactly. I will give you enough pumpkin pies and you will feel guilty and obligated to do business with me. That is the logic behind just pursuing your centers of influence and past clients. But remember, guys, statistically, even if you had 1,000 people in your database and all those people were getting, you know, this is the, the fallacy in the whole center of influence and past client business model. If you had 1,000 people in your database, and you believe that 100 of those people will do a transaction or refer someone to you who will do a transaction with you. That, those same 1,000 people, what makes you think they're not in other agents' databases as well? Of course they are. So you cannot possibly expect to build a long-term sustainable business just from your centers of influence and past clients. Now, with that said, if you've got 100 people in your list and you only want to sell 10 houses a year, realistically five houses a year, then go for it. It'll probably work. If you have that low of expectation for your real estate business, just doing a center of influence past client campaign, that'll probably work. Now, if you live in an area where your average sale price is $3 million and every time you sell a house you make hundred grand or whatever, you know what? That does for work. You. Go for it. Yeah, good for <laughs> you. <laughs> Maybe exactly. Julie and I will get a real estate license again and sell real estate in the market. Where that is that? Good. We're moving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, but here's the thing. What it does when you get so very focused on one spoke, it's easy to become a one spoke wonder if this is where you think the only focus should be. And evident by that is how many of you guys got your butts kicked when the market changed and your past clients' center of influence were not super happy, giddy with excitement about selling their house because now they're not making any money on it. So, yes, it is a valid and critical spoke in your pipeline, in your wheel, but it should never be the only one. Okay, so we probably in the time – go ahead. Joel's in the time remaining. We probably need – to give, um, you know what, we don't have time to uh, give you guys the scripts of what to say when you're calling the centers of influence and past clients, but Julie just mentioned something I think we can kind of uh, at least give you an overview, the wheel analogy. Julie, can you explain that? Yeah, sure, absolutely. So imagine if you have a bicycle wheel, and you, you know, you want to go on a nice little bicycle ride, and your front wheel is okay, it's got one spoke in it, you can, you can't go very fast, but you can get around and you're trucking along, but then you hit a, a rock or maybe a little speed bump in the road. What happens? You only have one spoke in that front wheel, and that, you know, trying to get around, and you hit anything, you wipe out. Why? Because you were dependent on one spoke. What happens if you take that same bicycle down to the bike shop, and you have 12 to 15 titanium spokes installed in that same front wheel, and you're trucking along, and you notice, you know, you're going a little bit faster this time, you hit that same rock, you don't even feel it. So in real estate, that rock can be any number of things. It could be finding out, you know, you owe the IRS some money. It could be finding out that, you know, your local market is hitting the fan because whatever's happening. It could be, you know, the real estate recession that many of you lived through and are recovering from. 
So we don't want to feel those rocks in real estate. I always joke that maybe today the real estate gods do not feel like anointing you with a slam dunk past client call out of the blue. Well, if that's not the case, then how else are you going to do your next deal? You have to have multiple spokes built into your wheel. That way, if you're not going to have a past client call you today, the fact that you know how to prospect expireds, the fact that you're doing BPOs for basic cash flow, you're always covered. The fact that you do work to great buyers at all times, but that you're not solely dependent on those buyers because you're a listing agent. The fact that you have 10 listings and you're self-generating using 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE, you are more than covered. And ideally, it's nice to, to build your spoke so that each spoke can individually give you a big chunk of what's necessary on a monthly basis for your consistent income. You're never going to do it off of one spoke unless, as you said, Tim, we live in a market where every deal is a $3 million pop, fine. Other than or you that... Just have very, <laughs> or you just have very, very low expectations, honestly. I mean, if you just want well, to run a small business... You know, yeah, You can be a hobbyist. That's okay. Sure, a lot of people in real estate, and we're not saying anything bad about it, but a lot of no. people, you know, the agents are getting into the business this time of year. They have really no intention of being in the business for more than maybe a few months. They're going to pull their money out so they can pay for their family's trip to Disney World, buy their kids back-to-school clothes, and whatever else. And that's fine. I mean, there are, if we're being honest, thousands of agents that just get into the business for five or six months a year, and then they get out. That's true. Yep. So if you're only having an expectation of, making ten or $20,000 a year, realistically, you can just work your centers of influence and past clients, I think, depending on your sale price and your, and your market. That's mm-hmm. great. Go for it. But for those of you who are working in real estate full-time, for those of you who are making a living off this, for those of you who like the free coaching call I did, you know, he has six mouths to feed, and his, him and his wife make eight. So he has to earn money every single day. For those of you who are serious about the real estate business, I want you to request a free coaching call, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Julie and I are on the roster of coaches you can choose from. Um, you can request, you know, assuming we have rooms in our schedule, go ahead and request your free coaching call. And we will have a very intense and focused free coaching call that I promise you by the end of that call, you will have direction. You will know exactly what to do. And we will do everything in our power to make it so you are no longer confused. Because really, the problem with the confusion, guys, is if you stay too confused for too long, what does that create? A lot of consternation, a lot of over-contemplation, and lack of action. And then what happens is it's fall and you haven't earned any money. So you've got to take responsibility, get into action, let us help you do it, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. So, Julie, we are going to wrap today's show. Thank you for everyone listening. Please, please, please do as you have been and share our radio show with as many other agents as you can. Retweet it, Facebook it, do whatever you can. Help us get the word out. Thank you, and have a brilliant day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.